Hello and welcome back to Dr. J's Peaceful Meditation. I'm Dr. J. Moreland. Today's talk is about step number 27 on the path of the spiritual warrior, the Bodhisattva. Today's talk discusses how a patient practitioner can consider a harmful being as a precious treasure that helps to develop tolerance without hostility. Today's meditation will be a walking meditation. I would like to take another moment to thank our listeners from around the world. We are being heard now in 94 countries and territories and 969 cities. Every week, I single out a different location to greet, and today I would like to say hello to Buenos Aires, Argentina. Here's to you, Buenos Aires. You are the reason I will keep doing this podcast to the best of my ability. I sincerely thank you. To a patient practitioner, harmful beings are like precious treasures. Wait, what did you say, Dr. J? I said, to a patient practitioner, harmful beings are like precious treasures. Now, why would I say something that sounds so crazy to so many of you out there? Of course, because... I believe it is true. Well, let me explain. First, I do not condone any bad behavior or any beings who mean to do harm. All I'm saying is, let's look at having to deal with harmful beings in a different way. That is, if we can manage it right, this whole process can really help us to develop tolerance and patience and help us to advance more quickly on our spiritual journey. It is so easy to be nice and kind when everyone else around you are nice and kind. Certainly, as I've said before, if we want to develop our mind in positive directions, it is best to surround ourselves with people of good character and who encourage us to be our very best. But, in the real world where you and I live, There are so many challenging individuals that must be dealt with, whether we like it or not. That's right. We all must face someone who really tests our limits, who is hard to be nice to all the time. Therefore, this practice is so crucial. It helps us to develop tolerance and patience. The goal of this practice is that in the face of someone treating us very bad, with disrespect or even hatred, we can remain tolerant without arousing even the slightest amount of hostility toward that being. When I say to have tolerance, I do not mean that we stand back and do nothing when someone is behaving in a bad way. What I mean is that we should try to influence the behavior of that person, but it is only productive if we do so while we remain calm, cool, and collected. If we are flooded with anger and frustration ourselves, we have lost the ability to be beneficial to anyone, including ourselves. Now you can see the benefit of practicing this skill. When we face difficult individuals and manage it well, we are more prepared 
to face even more difficult situation. But I know this practice is extremely difficult. I, for one, still struggle to keep my cool every time I must face a challenging individual in my life. But I wholeheartedly believe that we all have a true and good nature in us, even the person who is difficult, who is challenging. With that belief as my foundation, I get through these difficult situations more and more at ease. It helps me to continue to practice diligently. Therefore, I encourage you to do this practice with me. Together, let's find our own true nature, our good nature, during this spiritual journey called life. And we can even help the challenging individuals to do the same. So, surround yourself with good people if you can, but don't shy away from difficult people. I hope you recognize how these difficult individuals can help you to develop those tolerance skills to a very fine edge and help you be ready for even the most difficult situations. And here is the quote of the day from Mark and Angel Chernoff. The greatest stress you go through when dealing with a difficult person is not fueled by the words or actions of this person. It is fueled by your mind that gives their words and actions importance. Meditation. This will be a walking meditation. For today's meditation, we will pretend that you are in a labyrinth or maze. If you really are in a labyrinth-like structure, you would traditionally end the walking meditation in the center or the heart of the building or in a particularly spiritually important place or in a garden or beautiful area. This represents a spiritual centering and coming home to a peaceful heart. No matter whether you are at your office, your place of work, your home, or even your garden, I want you to pretend it is your own personal labyrinth. Remember, with meditation on the breath, we had you pay attention to the way your breathing felt. If you became distracted, you brought your mind back to the breath. For today's walking meditation, I recommend that you focus mindfully on walking. With this meditation, too, you will be distracted and will need to bring your attention back to the sensations of walking. The point of this walking meditation is to help you focus your mind during an activity that is quite a bit more dynamic than just sitting on a meditation cushion. It is another way to get you to pay attention and to appreciate the present moment. I recommend that you walk at a pace that you would use if you were walking on dry leaves and trying to sneak up on a wild deer. Before you begin, map out a path mentally of where you will walk. I recommend you walk for about 8 to 10 minutes at this very slow pace. It is good to walk in a winding pattern around objects such as tables or trees or rocks as you go. Before you begin, please say to yourself, through this practice, 
May I benefit myself and all sentient beings. Now begin your walk. Please pay attention to every step. Pay attention to the swing of your arms. Pay attention to one foot lifting off the ground, swinging into position, the heel landing first, followed by the rest of the foot gently landing on the ground. Feel your weight shift from one foot to the next. Feel the foot that is behind push off from the ground and swing forward again. If you become distracted, don't be upset, just gently bring your mind back to the walking. Now set a timer for yourself for 8 to 10 minutes, and when you're done, you can come back to the podcast for my suggested ending dedication, or you can go about your day but make sure you bring the mindfulness of the practice with you as you go about your day. So pause your podcast and keep walking. Now, as we come out of the meditation, try to bring some of the feeling of calmness with you as you go about your day. Remember how this feels and recapture the feeling whenever you can. Now I recommend that you say to yourself, through this practice, may all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. This completes today's teaching. Have an excellent day. Check out our Facebook page and give us a like. Rate the podcast and leave a comment of how we can make this better for you. Send us an email at peacefulmeditation at yahoo.com. You can also follow us on Instagram. 
All suggestions are appreciated. The content of this podcast should not be taken as medical or psychological advice and is for informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical or psychological questions. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast are only that of Dr. J. Moreland and do not represent that of my places of work. I would like to thank my co-author and editor, Haitang Moreland, MBA, my Spanish editor, Dr. Diami Liriano, and music and audio director, John Moreland. You are amazing. I would also like to thank Community Health Centers Incorporated in Utah and to thebuddhapath.org. I'm Dr. Jay Moreland, and you've been listening to the podcast called Dr. Jay's Peaceful Meditation. Love and blessings to you all. <laughs>